Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Ephesians 4.1, we read, Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord uh, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So when Paul says, I therefore uh, beseech you, the word therefore uh, speaks about the first three chapters. It's in light of Ephesians 1, 2, 3, where we learned about all that Jesus has done for us, is doing for us, is going to do for us, that we're adopted into God's family, we're forgiven, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we're created for good works that he has for us to do, all those things. And after he tells us all that, all the great things that he's done for us, now here in chapter 4, he says there in verse 1, walk worthy of the calling. And that, that means that it's our response, a worthy response to what God has done for us. So now as we begin uh, in chapter 4, in this section of 4 and 5 that, and 6, that it, it tells us what it looks like if you understand the depth of God's love towards us and that when we respond to it, which a natural response is, Lord, thank you for saving me and all that you've done in my life and adopting me into your family and what a blessing it is to be part of the body of Christ and all the blessings that come with that. And then when we say, Lord, I love you and I want to respond to that, now he tells us what it looks like to have a worthy response of that. So pick it up in verse 8. He says, therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And so um, here we, we say, what is he talking about? Descended, ascended. Now, uh, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. And so we know that Jesus told a parable speaking about Abraham's bosom. Uh, between the time of the crucifixion and the resurrection, Jesus was preaching the gospel in Abraham's bosom. But uh, in Acts 16, or Luke chapter 16, uh, Jesus tells us about a certain beggar named Lazarus in verse 22. So it was that the beggar died and he was carried uh, by angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So he said a rich man and a poor man died. And he said the rich man died and he was buried uh, in torments in Hades. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So two separate places. And he says that he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from uh, there pass to us. And so he tells this where there is this divider between. And, and so the word Hades in verse 23 of Luke 16 uh, 
is, is the Hebrew word, uh, well, it's the Greek word for hell. And so the Hebrew word for hell is Sheol. And so uh, he's saying that Hades was divided into two compartments. And everyone who died uh, before Jesus was crucified on the cross uh, and paid the price for our sins that we could go to heaven, they went to Hades or Sheol. And it was divided into two compartments. And it was, uh, as he says there in Luke uh, 16, uh, Jesus described it as the part of uh, torment and the part of, you know, Abraham's bosom. And so two compartments separated by a great divide. And so one side was fire and torment. The other side was called Abraham's bosom, where obviously wasn't torment. So Hades was basically divided into two sections. Easy way to remember it is uh, smoking and non-smoking, right? So, uh, and, and so the non-smoking was a place of comfort, right? And uh, the smoking, uh, yeah, well, that was the part where it was torment, right? And so uh, after uh, Jesus' death and resurrection, when a, when a believer dies after that point in time, then they go directly to heaven. So if I were to die today, then I go directly to heaven. I don't go down to Hades. Why? Well, because after Jesus died on the cross, we're told that Jesus went to Abraham's bosom, the non-smoking section, and set the captives free, and they're now in heaven. And so now when we die, we go straight to heaven. Now, there are people that teach soul sleep and all this kind of weird stuff, but the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, and really, you have to just think, are you going to believe hearsay or are you going to believe God's word? 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says this, to be absent from the body, that's physical body, and to be present with the Lord. So uh, you're either here or you're there, right? And the smoking section of Hades is still there today, and that's for non-believers when they die, right? When they go to the, the place of torment. Now, uh, some people, and even churches, don't even teach about Hades or hell because they think, oh, we don't like that. It doesn't sound good, right? But here's the thing. Uh, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And uh, we know that uh, in Revelation 20, verse 10, it says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever. So uh, it is a real place, right? And God doesn't want anybody to go there. But we know that, that there are those who reject God, who, and that's the only other choice. So basically, there's only two choices, right? There's just heaven or hell, right? And that's why there's been so many songs about it by non-Christians, <laughs> because even non-Christians know. Revelation 20:14 says, then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And so we'll talk about that when we get to Revelation. But uh, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, doesn't want you to go there, doesn't want your family members to go there. And the Bible says that it was created for the demons who were, you know, rebelled against God, and those angelic beings. Now, in 2 Peter 3, 9, it says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is patient with people, right? Why? Because he wants us to come to repentance. He wants us to repent of our sins and then have eternal life, right? Jesus said, whoever believes in me will not perish, but have everlasting life. So God wants everyone to go to heaven. They just have to choose to receive Jesus as their Savior. Now, if they choose not to, well, there is another place. Now, some people think that you shouldn't talk about that. And, and the whole seeker-friendly movement, and if you've been coming on Wednesday nights, you know, the seeker-friendly movement church was like, don't talk about hell because it offends people. Don't talk about the blood of Jesus and that he died for our sins and, you know, all of that because it offends people. But here's the thing. You need to know that when you die, because people have all kinds of weird ideas about when you die. You know, some people believe that when you die, you're going to turn into a cow or a chicken uh, or, you know, a donkey, whatever. Some of you are like, I know a donkey now. Anyway, but uh, 
Here's the thing. You have to choose to believe. Are you going to believe some other weird ideas? Or are you going to believe the Bible, right? And for me, uh, I, as I study the Bible, I see that the Bible has never been proven wrong. Every historical thing that the Bible talks about has been proven archaeologically. Every historical thing that the Bible talks about has been proven by historical historians, right? And so uh, all the things that the Bible talks about, we see, uh, you know, the prophecies. And right now, the nation of Israel being attacked. You know, the Bible said that that would happen, right? So everything, so historically, archaeologically, prophetically, and then you see people's lives change. And so for me, all the other books that tell all of these other weird stories about what you're going to do when you die, well, those have all kinds of stuff proven wrong. And we could spend the next year, every Wednesday night, going through a bunch of religious books and pointing out all the areas where they've been proven wrong, right? Uh, that just archaeologically they're proven wrong, historically they're proven wrong. I mean, just every aspect of them. And so, but the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What the Bible said 2,000 years ago is true today. The Bible said thousands of years ago that in the last days that nations would come against Israel and want to wipe out Israel, right? And 25 years ago, people would think, well, America is friends with Israel. Who would want to try to wipe out Israel as long as America is friends with? But those of you who know what's going on, there are many people in America who want Israel to be wiped out. They're actually having, you know, celebrations in cities around America because, you know, Israel was attacked. And that's a new thing. And, uh, yeah, and we don't want to get off on the how this president and the previous uh, president who was his boss, both of them gave Iran billions of dollars to attack Israel. And anyway, so I don't want to get off on that. But the point is... <laughs> Do you guys all know that? Right? Is that common knowledge these days, right? That, that Obama flew a plane load of cash, billions of dollars to Iran. Iran's the ones that funds the terrorists to destroy Israel. And Iran said, their leader said, we want to wipe Israel off the map first, and then we want to wipe somebody else off the map second. You know who it is? America. Right? That's where we're at now. So we need to pray for our government, pray for our country. But ultimately, you just have to think, what are you going to believe? Who do you believe? I think... I want to believe something that's tried and true and proven, right? That's the Bible. And there's more written about the Bible than any book ever written. The Bible is the best-selling book in the history of mankind by a long, long way, right? And so we don't want to go off on all that. But you just think about who you're going to believe about life after death. You know, some people who have some book they follow that's proven wrong in every way or a book that's never been proven wrong. So he goes on in verse 11. He gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, we looked at this a few weeks ago that God gives gifts to people in the church to what for? To equip the body to do the work that God has called the church to do. Now, I don't know how you see the church, but the Bible teaches that the church is the body of Christ and it is God's hands and feet and ears and mouth to accomplish God's purposes. Now, that's more than just the pastor. It's every person in here. Now, notice the purpose in verse 11 and 12. Why does God gift people in the church? What is their gift to do? Well, it is to equip the saints, right? It's not that the pastor does everything that needs to be done in the world uh, for, the, for the kingdom of God by himself, right? Uh, the pastors can't do that. If you don't know that, most pastors aren't that capable, <laughs> right? Uh, but what are they supposed to do? Well, they're supposed to equip the saints to do the work, right? So, 
the church is a place where people come and grow spiritually so they can do what God's gifted them and God's called them to do. Now, some people think that, you know, the pastor should do everything. And again, that was kind of part of the seeker-friendly movement where, you know, the churches became mega churches. They hired 20 pastors, and people just came to church and tithed and left and did nothing, and they weren't part of it. But that's not what the Bible teaches. And if you were here a couple weeks ago, you know that we read that every person has a gift, every person has a part to play, and we all are the body of Christ, and we all have things to do, and we all need each other. So he goes on in verse 13, that he gives those gifts to equip the saints till we all come to the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day